I think that's so important to highlight the ability for us in this moment where there's so many opportunities to be like, this is crazy. This Mm -hmm. is dark. This is not working. This is crumbling. This is chaotic to, in almost like the mundane and the small things, moments, people, experiences that are true light. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like taking a walk out in nature and we're like, you know, just these little moments. And have they said anything about that, about just our ability right now to like literally experience heaven in a way. They not only talk about our ability to experience that, but they also talk about our responsibility to generate that for ourselves and for others. It's interesting because you use the word responsibility, you have to be very careful, especially in our field, because there are many people who are ready to you know, strap a responsibility onto themselves. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? People are like, right? I got room. Right? Yeah. So one of the best things they ever did for me was remind me that this world is not for me or anybody to save. And don't get me wrong, I was not under the illusion I was saving the world or anything, but it was like a paradigm shift for me. It was like, mm. oh, no. And they say there is darkness on this planet, but there is a ton of light. And the darkness will always take your attention and your focus because that's what's sewn into our conditioning, our programming, and our systems. But they say you are here to build and help be one of the many, many, many millions of builders who are here to seed the foundation of something that is basically more conscious. Because what you're talking about is consciousness and awareness. Mm -hmm. Because I think if someone is conscious and aware, no matter what's going on in their life, and I have this, you know, you have a challenge in the morning or something's upset you on the right because you feel for what someone's going through or and then an hour later can you actually be in the present moment for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. that's the barometer of an ability to be with awareness not I have to constantly be zen and avoid everybody's calls because they are bringing me down you know and that that can be a temporary solution if you haven't yet learned your boundaries and many of us had to do that at times but Yeah, I I think they talk about creating it and generating it, not just to experience it, but that when we experience it in our aura, our aura changes. I mean, Mm -hmm. those people that we love being around, they're not necessarily the laugh-a-riot or the one that's running around the party talking to everyone. Mm -hmm. I'm always totally drawn by the people. I'm like, wow, why do I just feel so good Mm -hmm. in your aura? And I'm like, oh, you've done some work here. Yeah, You weren't born that way, but you've reclaimed parts of your inner body. And I I like it because it's spacious. Thank you. Oh, that's so you know? cool. That'd be cool to say to someone at a party. I know, honestly. <laughs> I like that you've reclaimed parts of your heart. I had um, an experience where I was on a plane and sitting next to someone and they were talking to me. And he was like, I just love being in your energy. I just, you know, it feels so good. And I was like, being mindful. I'm like, no siphoning. <laughs> I was like, no siphoning, but like all good. But I was in such a bad mood that day. I was just like kind of slobbing around. And I was like, oh, I'm so grateful that the work even shows when I'm not trying. That mm. when you like work to love yourself enough that even in those moments where you're not like, hey, yeah, how are you? And you're efforting yeah. in the energy. You know, you're like, I want to make you feel good. It was like, oh, just being in presence. Yeah. Like the energy field is speaking for me. One of the liberating parts you mentioned, and I want to just, double click on it, is the role modeling, is giving people the liberation of enjoying their life and loving their life as a way to serve the collective. Mm -hmm. And that's a message that I just feel so strongly about because as an empath, you know, I can 
have the tendency to take on everything. Mm -hmm. So it felt really good to just focus on my oneness and my path as a way to inspire others. Can you talk a little bit more about when they talked about that? Well, I'm actually going to pick up on what you just said, because that was beautiful. And I think many of us relate to it. And there are different stages that I think empaths find themselves in. One of the most difficult stages for empaths is the victim stage. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm burdened by everyone else's emotions. Oh, I can't go into that room and not feel everybody. And trust me, I've had my own journey around a lot of that stuff, but I've worked with some people and they get very upset when you try and start helping them. Okay, okay, great. We're going to, oh, no, 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 you don't understand. That's my role. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you're fixing Mm. yourself in difficulty. So what part of you has not dealt with the inner difficulty in yourself or is avoiding the inner difficulty in yourself by leaving your own body and visiting everyone else's emotions? So that's the shadow side. It's very non-complex, heavy way of saying it, but that's kind of like the boulder of being the empath or the rock. And then all empaths are essentially becoming masters of connection. So as you go through life and as you go through your experiences, you can slightly tweak and evolve those energetic boundaries. And I don't know about you guys, but one of the things I love now is there were times years ago where I was having to figure out my boundaries and how to, yes. now it's really effortless for me. Yeah. Like I can get it's into someone's energy. presence within like 20 seconds. I'm like, oh, I see where this yep. is going to go. I'm going to politely excuse myself. This isn't for me. Yep. But 10 years ago, it was for me because I was dealing with my own enmeshment wounds. And so they were the perfect person to cast. (laughs) So I actually think the evolutionary role of an empath is to essentially bring that oneness energy that you are trying to create and organize in the room outside you into your own body. Mm. And then the more it comes into your own body, the more it can emanate from within. And you're not getting trapped or tied with other people. You are instead reclaiming this connection to spirit and to other. And that creates this whole oneness wheel Mm. in you. But I think many of us, especially because empath wounds tend to be around being starved of connection Mm. and because we couldn't connect to a society that wasn't very connected when we were kids, we often Mm. have to like go through those wounds and heal them, fill them in. And then gradually the empath goes, oh, I'm here for something far bigger than those relationships I was obsessed by in my 20s and 30s. But if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't have calibrated to the human energy field and human relationships in a way that might make me more useful as a mentor, as a voice, as an energy field in later years. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.